0: Good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Ted. Thank you, Garen. Thank you, Melody. Thanks for leading us in worship. We do appreciate that. Welcome back, Fukunagas. Um, if you guys fall asleep, it's okay because you're here this morning. So I understand. <laughs> uh, for the rest of you, sorry, you're stuck with me. Uh, but I'm going to teach you Latin today. You can learn one word in Latin. Okay. Yes, Latin. Anybody speak Latin out here? Good. So, uh, the message for today is Imago Day means image of god repeat that after me Amago day means image of god good um now this is a simple uh, theological term um uh, as far as to define but it's very complex as far as the implications oh i'm sorry kids are dismissed kids are dismissed At least the kids got a little Latin in them. It's good. <laughs> um, so, the goal for today is hopefully, uh, obviously, this is such a broad subject and deep subject that we could get into. My goal for today is to be able to uh, provide an enticement for you to take the time on your own to really investigate and really find out about Imago Dei, image of God, um, on that. So today we will actually, I'm going to have you guys work. I'm going to have you flip through your Bibles. We're going to go through about five, six different verses as we dive into that. But there are four simple questions that we're going to answer. They're easy questions to answer, but it also it's very practical as far as application is concerned. Um so I'll let me wrap the first four questions and then um we'll pray and then we'll get into it. So the first question is are humans more valuable than animals? Question number two, uh what does Amago Dei, image of God, mean for us human beings? Three, did sin remove the Mago Dei, the image of God, um from humans? Um uh, through sin of course and then the last one is um, why does it matter that we are made in the image uh, of God so the principal application today is um, Imago Dei the image of God helps us to understand uh, who we are as God's creation and helps us to interpret the world through Imago Dei um, lenses on there so let's join me in prayer uh, real quick Uh, Father, thank you so much, Lord. Uh, How important it is for us to understand that we are created um, in your image. Wow, Uh, what a concept to really think and contemplate on. We could really go deep in this, God. But just in a a practical and short, brief application on that, it, it really boils down to what your son Jesus has taught to love you with all of our heart, soul, and mind and love our neighbors, as ourself, uh, Father. Uh, so we just pray, God, as you reveal to us that we could see people, and even see ourselves differently, knowing, God, that you um, have created us in your image. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. The first question, the easiest question out of them all, you probably know the answer. Question number one is, are humans more valuable than animals? And uh, it's real quick. A lot of people goes, "Oh, come on, that's easy, right?" Well, I'm starting you off. Then we'll get a little deeper. So, um, who here has a pet? Anybody have a pet? Okay, good. handful of guys. Okay, good, good, good. Um, pet meaning dog, cat. Does cat even qualify for pet? <laughs> no, not really, right? Okay, I got some jeers this morning when I said the. All right. So okay, we'll we'll, we'll stick with we'll stick with dogs. Um, as you guys know, I have a pit bull. Um, his name's Goliath. He turns five next week. And when we first got, uh, Goliath, he was just literally a dog. He's just a dog. And, uh, you know, my wife and my son loved this dog. And I'm like, it's just a dog. He, he smells, no, just a dog. And I end up having to walk him. It's basically my, bo- my dog, and I just got to walk him. Well, obviously, after five years, um, He's now my road dog, as you can see, the paw on my shoulder. He's great at traveling. Um, and Just like those of you that have pets, uh, they're like family, aren't they? Right? They're practically family. They're practically in your Christmas uh, uh, cards, because I've seen them. Um, <clears throat> there is a... Um, uh, an author by the name, a Jewish author by the name of Dennis Prager. He, uh, he does talk radio as well as he's an author uh, of books. But in the 1970s, he posed a question, a hypothetical question that allows us to dig a little deeper here. If you were at a pool and you saw someone's pet drowning as well as a, um, a stranger, um, who would you save first? Surprisingly, a third of them would say, uh, I'd save the pet. A third of them would say, uh, I would save a human being. And a third of them would say, I don't know. And uh, a lot of times we have to think, well, it depends. uh, What kind of human and what kind of dog? (laughs) Nobody has a chihuahua here, does it? Okay. okay, okay. so an easy obviously uh, question to address if, if it 's obviously someone that's drowning that 's a, a family member a sibling a fa a, a father a grandfather you 're going to jump in there no matter what especially if it 's just a strange dog right that 's an easy question if we take it a little bit deeper and we understand that it's um, that it's a, a, a stranger that we don't know and now it's your pet so i 'm going to Piggyback, I'm going to have you think one step deeper because even asking that second question if it's your pet as opposed to a stranger, 40% of the people that have been surveyed through this has said they would save their own family pet. And what I was even more surprised is that 46% of them were women, which I was kind of surprised. So we're going to I'm going to piggyback of what Matt F gave a message on loving your enemies on um Wednesday. Imagine this. If it was your enemy that was drowning and your beloved Goliath, your beloved Yumi, your beloved Lucky and Kiki, your beloved Moxie, your beloved Rocket was right there, you had a choice, no thinking, what would you go for? Who would you save? Personalize it, doesn't it? The answer is, imago Dei image of God. Humans are created in the image of God. Animals are not. What is rarely thought about is when we look at strangers or your enemies that is drowning, we have to think about that that person is a, could be a father, it could be a son, it could be a brother, a family member, or a friend. We don't see that. The value of humans is more important than the value of of animal. That's pretty simple. So the question to this is a resounding yes, right? So we look at the second question and the second question says, what does Imago Dei, what does uh, the, uh, being in, uh, the image of God mean for us as human beings? Now we're going to dig into the word a little bit deeper here. The answer, I'll give the answer up front and then I'll kind of explain. So the answer, of course, is that humans are creatively distinct from all of creation. If you can imagine um, the greatest things that you've seen with your eyeballs that God has created, guess what? You are prized more. You are a trophy above all that. You are the crown jewel of his creation. And uh, to um, spell that out, if you turn to Genesis, if you could turn to Genesis chapter one, we're not going to read the entire Genesis account, but I just want you to see what is peppered in throughout Genesis. And if you notice, and if you've read as you've read Genesis, if you notice that it's pretty rapid because you're talking about all of the universe within seven days. Right? And if you notice, it's, it's a very impersonal. It's, it's, it's given by an impersonal, uh, third person. What do I mean by that? It means like, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be light, let there be expansion, let there be water, let the earth be, let there. It's always let there. Very impersonal. Verses one through 25, all that. And guess what? How does it end? It is good. It's good. And then we get to verse 26, and you'll notice that the the language has changed a little bit. And uh, what I encourage you to do is you could put a big hard line where verse 26 is right there. And what you'll see is uh, he changes from impersonal third person to personal first person. You can see in verse 26, it says, then God said, let us... By the way, that's a declaration of uh, his trinity, which is an entire study that we could go on for weeks. But I want to focus on this. So let us make man, in the Hebrew, man means Adam, uh, Adam, um, or mankind. So let us make mankind in our image. In the Hebrew, it's salam, which means copy and representation. After our likeness... Uh, that also is called demuth, uh, or a uh, pattern, or shape, or form. And then he finishes off in verse 26, and it says, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. And if you read the rest of that, you'll notice that it wasn't just good, it was very good. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because he slowed it down. He took that rhythm of going, okay, let that, let that, let that. And like, wait, let me stop, and let me have you pay attention. To this to this, he goes from the fifth gear to second gear and saying, "Slow down and pay attention because I'm going to talk about my trophy." A lot of times when we see the word likeness or image we think of the physical aspect of that. Very easy because we live in a physical world. Makoa is a splitting image of Sheldon Chiu. Would you agree with that? Like mini me. Uh, that that like, you know? This morning, I said Emerson is a splendid image of Matt Kamada, and they, they all, everybody agreed with that. So you guys are neck and neck, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so understand, sometimes we, um, as believers, uh, we can't really think of ourselves um, um, having the same physical characteristics um, as God. And why is that? Is because God is spirit. Um, John tells us that we, he is God is spirit and we worship it in spirit and in truth. Yes. Um, later on, Paul tells us to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 he says, you, you know, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. So since we don't have the same physical ast- attributes as God and some of you may be questioning you know, like well norm doesn't it say uh, God uses his right hand or he listens with his ear or his eye um <clears throat> or uh, or uh, you know what about um he covers us with like with with his with his wings does does he have feathers is that what it means and a lot of times we start to think of things like that in a figurative way so the way that we can relate to God is that we have to look at the, um, the image that he's given us. And that's Jesus is, is an is a image of God wrapped in a body, if that makes sense. So although we may not be able to um, mimic and have the likeness of God in the physical sense, but what he's trying to tell us here is that he is giving us his image and his likeness through his spirit. Okay? So some of, um, of us, we need to um, understand uh, the, the two, one of the two chief aspects or attributes in the spirit of God is that God is love and God is holy. That is the, that is the uh, image and likeness that he has pressed upon us. So if we take it to one step further and we look at more of the relationships and how human beings have different relationships, um, <clears throat> we have to understand that God has instilled in each one of us the ability to reason, the ability to love, the ability to problem solve, to create to imagine, to protect, and also to care. So one of the first critical relationships that humans have is, one, is with creation. Humans relating with creation. In verse 26 and 28, we've talked about it already, it says that, have dominion over the rest of creation. Now, the word dominion doesn't mean to be dominant, to be like a war, warlord or anything like that, and to be abusive on creation of itself. But it asks us to be a caretaker. And I, I, when I was studying uh, and I'm prepping for this, I got a little golden nugget that I want to share with you all. And Because um, <clears throat> I always thought, uh, looking at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, he says this, he says that the Lord uh, God took the man, Adam, and put Adam in the Garden of Eden to, to, do, to do two things, is to work and to keep it. And I always thought, okay, Adam was like a glorified gardener, all right? And, and then also, he he keeps it. He's like a, a, the ultimate security guard. All right, that's why, that's why I'll head up the security team. There you go, you know? And um, as I was reading a little bit further, if you look at chapter 3, verse 24 in Genesis, this is after the consequences of Adam's sin. Look what happens when that um, position is vacated. It says, God drove out the man, Adam, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword. That turned away every way, that turned every way to guard, that means to hedge or to protect the way of the tree of life. So Adam was designed, was created uh, not only to be a, a gardener, but to also be not a security guard, but a warrior. Warrior. A warrior to face danger. A warrior to defend his domain against any type of threats like talking serpents unfortunately adam failed and in, and we're feeling a lot of that that ramifications that we see today and some of you may think okay you're sounds like you're talking about guys and you're gonna start singing free say freedom like braveheart or something right and i want all you guys to watch braveheart which which is true too but uh, but for women what about you well i heard of the concept called mama bear i wouldn't want to mess with a mama bear you know so um, so humans in relation to creation is one thing. The second thing is humans relating to humans. And that's uh, shared with us in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created um, him, mankind, male and female. He created them, both of them. The word "created" there is bara, which means created out of nothing. As you know, the story when um, all a lot of the animals were um, created, Adam's one of Adam's jobs was to name them all. And even after naming them all, he realized that he didn't have a certain companion uh, that, or, or 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 helper type. So God created Eve out of his uh, his uh, rib. Um, and the two was able to share uh, the image of God. And it tells us quite clearly here in scriptures that it's male and female, equal in value, yet distinct in gender. But that's it, male and female, that's it. Why is that important? Why am I why addressing this? It seems like Captain Obvious, right? Well, a question that's being floated around in today's society is, what is a woman? As we look at a Christ-rejecting world, this world is constantly trying to redefine the image of God. Romans 12 tells us, do not be conformed to this world. Because constantly we're being bombarded from entertainment, from sports, just seeing... Men competing in women's swimming, um, you see it in politics, you see it in communication, you see emojis with a guy with a beer belly. That's not a beer belly, right? It is attacking our educational system. You know, the youth, as early as kindergartens, are being addressed a different lifestyle. Redefining the image of God. And no, no, we don't stop there. We even look at the highest level of the country's court system. On June 30th, history was made. Supreme Court uh, Katanji Brown Jackson was confirmed as the first black woman uh, to be sworn in. Her qualifications are impeccable, her ideology is a little whack. During her vetting, she was asked a simple question. The question was, what is a woman? She paused. Her response was, I'm not a biologist. Wait, what? <laughs> You're not a biologist? I beg a differ, um, Justice Jackson, but the answer is, a woman is a female made in the image of God. Imago Dei. Right? I'm telling you guys, when you get this down, Imago Day, it addresses a lot of things. The third part of this subsection is humans relating to God. Humans are the only created beings capable of having a relationship with God. It's a perfect, it was a perfect fellowship with the triune God. Unfortunately, it did not last that long. Adam and Eve wanted uh, to be their own masters, kind of sounds like today, and brought sin and death into this world. Paul tells us in Romans 5, he says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all has sinned. Thank you, Adam and Eve. Fortunately, we have a solution. So to finish up, question number two, how does uh, the Mago day mean for us as human beings? Humans are creatively distinct than all creation. The third question is, um, did sin remove the Mago Dei, the, the image of God, from humans? The quick answer is no. Sin did not destroy it or remove it, the image, but it certainly Distorted it. If we look at the Old Testament in Genesis 9, 6, even after murder, it still didn't taint the image of God. Tells us, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. So even after murderous happening in this world. Even in the New Testament, if you look at James chapter 3, verse 9, James tells us where he's talking about the tongue. He says, with it, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, with our tongue, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. So s- sin certainly has left a stain in the Day in the image of God. Even after the murder of Abel, even after the flood, even after Sodom and Gomorrah, even after generations after generations of sin after sin after sin, we are still made in the image of God. Although many times as Christians, uh, we are not a good representation of him. And that's something that we need to work out. Not to work for our salvation, but to work out our salvation through Jesus Christ. Let me give you an example. Mahatma Gandhi quotes this. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Ouch. Sadly, many times, um, we show the world a distorted image of God, don't we? Out of this uh, uh, systematic theology book of uh, uh, Wayne Grudem I'm going to read this verbatim just so I don't miss a word says this: "Since man has sinned, he is certainly not as fully like God as he was before. His moral purity has been lost, and his sinful character certainly does not reflect God's holiness." His intellect is corrupt by falsehood and misunderstanding. His speech no longer continually glorifies God. His relationships are often governed by selfishness, selfishness rather than love and so forth. Though man is still in the image of God in every aspect of life, some parts of that image have been distorted or lost. So going back to our question, did sin remove the imago Dei, the image of God from humans? No, it did not remove it, but yes, it did distort it. So addressing the final question, the final question is, why does it matter? Why does all this matter uh, that we are made in the image of God? The quick answer, it should massively uh, change, if you understand this, it should massively change us and how we live, how we see ourselves and how we see others. The best way to really truly understand the image of God is to look at Jesus himself. Hebrews 1.3, the first part says, he, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and I like this, and the exact imprint of his nature. The word imprint is where they get the word like stamp, like you're stamping a stamp or a coin uh, type. Um, when Matt F. was teaching on Wednesday, I had the privilege to teach them, the Manet girls um, about Gideon. Um, um, about, you know, uh, you know, it was just a cute little story. People died and all that stuff is cute. It was, it really was. It was, <laughs> but uh, I, I brought uh, I brought some play doh and, and on the plate on the the top of it has like different monkeys and stuff like that. And if you push hard enough, it's like an exact imprint of the, of that. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ is. What did Jesus say in John fourteen? He says, "If you've seen me, you've seen, the, you've seen the Father." So the condition is if, 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 if we believe truly that we're made in the image of God, even with all of our flaws and all of our shortcomings, then each person is created with an inherited dignity, value, and worth. Okay, And you may be thinking, I don't feel like a trophy, I don't feel like a crown or a poem, I feel like a trampled poem if anything else and it doesn't matter what you feel it's what God says this allows us to interpret the world uh, through the different culture issues um, whether it's abortion, sex trafficking, immigration, pornography prostitution homelessness if we really grasp the understanding of Imago Day of the image of God, it should alter the way that we see these things. Because these things, these different topics are bombarding us. It's like a fog of war. It's it the front, the back, all over the place. We must commit to Imago Day. We must value human life. As we're coming to a close, as some of you guys know, on Saturday morning, um, <clears throat> Me and a couple guys in this room, we play some basketball at 7 o'clock over Buena Park. And um, <clears throat> uh, as we go there, uh, I always see this little short Hispanic guy. And we always wave, and he speaks broken English, so I understand like half he says, and he understands about half what I say. Um, <clears throat> So uh, with the study in the forefront of my mind, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm not just going to say hi. I'm going to like kind of introduce myself. Um, so I went to, to just chat with him. I walked with him, and and, he, and his name is uh, Martin, and he comes every morning at six o'clock, six thirty, and just walks and walks. He borrows with the flattened basketball that we have, so he could shoot on the side. It's really cute. And as I was talking to him, I, 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 I asked him how he's doing, how his health is doing. I don't know why I said that, but um, it just, like, opened up a floodgate. And he started to talk about it. He says, you know what, I'm going to have cancer surgery soon. And there's diabetes. I'm struggling with diabetes. And uh, recently, um, I can't afford my home. So uh, I had to humbly uh, move out, move into my son's house with my wife in one of the rooms. And my wife is in total tears. So I asked him, I go, hey, do you mind if I pray for you? And uh, so I did. And uh, uh, normally, as I typically pray, but for some odd reason, I pray differently. Because I looked at him as someone in the image of God. And um, that should change the way that we look at people in the image of God. Because sometimes we get so hung up and we don't wrestle against the flesh and the blood. You know, we have uh, indifferences or bitterness amongst each other, even sometimes amongst the church body, if I'm real. But we have to look past that and understand we're talking to someone that's made in the image of God. So to answer that last question, why does it matter that uh, we are made in the image of God? Because it should massively change the way that we view ourselves and the way that we view others. So a lot of you, as you know, are, are pretty familiar with the Chosen series, right? Has been enjoying that. It's been really awesome. And I'm sure a lot of you are have been watch, have been anxiously waiting for season three. You know, I'm a little behind. I'm still in like season two. Um, but one of the cool things is is that you can see the different personalities of the different disciples, and just hearing like the person that plays Jesus. I mean, he does such a great job, accent and everything. Look, everything is awesome. And uh, the one thing that I try to pay attention to is what is repeated, what is the rhythm, what is the, the um, what is something that's common, or what is the common thread throughout a lot of these uh, series. And the thing that I, that I caught was he says three different statements. Jesus says, I see you, I know you, and I understand. I see you, I know you, and I understand. God is taking a notice of his trophy. And I start to think like a Karen Monet, as she constantly brings the kids here and there and serve her husband going through some ups and downs with business and work. Karen Monet, God has a word for you. I see you. I know you. I understand. I start to see, like, a Kyle that uh, had a couple uh, sicknesses. He had a flu, and then gets COVID, and watching the Chamberlain's house with bugs and stuff, and watching Moxie, which is a whole uh, thing. And, and just with the struggles uh, and, and that he's going through, I just want to let you know, God has a word for you, Kyle, that I see you, I know you, and I understand. Amago day, you are made in God's image. And I could go throughout this whole room. Each one of you have a story. And um, we must see people as image bearers. Um, not uh, just others, but sometimes when you look at the mirror, you have to understand, because sometimes we're our worst enemy, aren't we? You know, I'm not good enough, and uh, I'm, I'm, not, you, you did, I'm not as good as so-and-so, and it doesn't matter. You are made in the image of God just the way that you are. And for those that can look past yourself and look at others and look at the image of God in others, that should help you to initiate conversations that no matter how they look, no matter how they smell, no matter what their condition is, they're still made in the image of God. My exhortation for each one of you. Be the image of God. Rep him well. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for just an encouraging, encouraging word, Father, that you, we know that you are truly the lifter of our heads. And some of us, sometimes we just need encouragement to go back to the basics and to go back and to realize that you made us... That you look at us as your trophy, even though we don't feel like um, a bright trophy. Uh, you, You made us as your poem, even though we feel a little beaten up. But the beauty of it is that you look past our exterior, and you look at Christ in us. And that's the jewel that's inside. That's the treasure that's inside these broken jars. So we just pray, Father God, that as you continue to remind us that you love us, that you um, see us, that you know us, and that you understand. In Jesus' name, amen.